0: Marilyn karate's book you can be happy now page 45 always filled with joy question mark am i always filled with joy i wish i were since i've been a christian there has been times when i had had very little joy those dark periods were quite stressful and lasted for too long but as i began to understand more about god's wonderful plans for his people I learned that I could let the Holy Spirit banish my unhappy thoughts. When we get to heaven, we will have perfect joy. But for now, most of us have times when we continue to wrestle with unhappy thoughts. I too have struggled with unhappiness, but now I rejoice in how much God has helped me to change from my old ways. The longer I live and praise God, the easier it becomes to throw off thoughts that try to steal my happiness. If unhappiness is frequently a part of your life, I strongly recommend that you seek new understanding of how to receive God's solution. I assure you that you'll be glad and God is well pleased when we find ways to experience his happiness. Don't simply acknowledge your unhappiness, but then make no effort to find the solution. A big secret is to believe that God is changing you. Believe that God is doing a great work in you. It is not an unattainable goal for God to change you into a cheerful person. Trusting Him to do so is the most practical and effective way for you to become the person God wants you to be. Many, many people have told me they were once abjectly miserable, but have now, because of their faith, become remarkably happy. Their joy has grown more than they ever dreamed it could. In Revelation twenty two seventeen it says Whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. Whosoever will let him take the water of life freely, better said. Ponder the meaning of whosoever will. Whosoever means anyone can partake of God's freely giving blessings. So when you feel unloved, ill, unsuccessful, betrayed, or ignored, or lonely, don't surrender to unhappiness. These are the very times when we must believe that God gives us the water of life freely. These are the very times to remember that God, who started this great work in you, will keep at it and bring it to flourishing, finishing. Philippians one Philippians 1.6 To a flourishing flourishing finish. (laughs) Amen. That happened to me once. I was so lonely and I told God, God, I am lonely. And boom, the joy of the Lord hit me from heaven. And I barbecued by myself and sang songs. It was amazing. Learning to be content is our next reading. When Christ was born, the angel told the shepherds that Jesus was coming to bring good news of great joy to all men, Luke 2.10. We might prefer that this great joy be given to us without our having to do anything, but God grants his joy to those who believe him. Believing is not as easy as we would like it to be, but God requires our faith before he will change us and impart his joy to us. We should believe, then, that he is waiting to give us happiness right now, wherever we are, whatever our situation. If we have an opportunity to quest to question Paul, we might ask him, Why did you persist in praising God despite being laughed at, beaten, imprisoned, and otherwise persecuted for your beliefs? Your life was much more difficult than mine, Yet you said you were content, whatever your circumstances. Why did God give you such a special gift of contentment? Paul might answer, I never said that God had given me any such gift. Look again at Philippians 4.11, where I said, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. God did not bestow a special gift upon me, neither was my contentment a reward for my service to him. I learned to be content in small things and then in bigger things until eventually I was content in all things. The angel announced that great joy was coming to all men. Since God wants you to have this gift, it is important that you learn to receive it. Of course, we can still get to heaven even if we are grouches. But there may be many people who do not make it into heaven because we did not do our best to demonstrate the great joy that Jesus came to give us. In church, we might present ourselves as happy, loving, kind people. But it's crucial that we learn to be happy, loving, and kind around our family, fellow workers, neighbors, and casual acquaintances. By being this, we will become the people that Jesus said we should be. We can believe that God gives us his happiness and the best time to receive it is now. Amen. Our solution. The people of Israel are united against the people of Israel are united against Jesus. Yep, I read that right. Your anointed son, your holy servant. They won't stop at anything that you In your wise power will let them do." And that's in Acts 4, 27 and 28, the Living Bible. The enemies of Christ could do anything that God permitted them to do. With God's permission, they humiliated, tortured, and killed Christ. They also murdered many of those who believed in him. The early believers accepted God's right to allow evil men to do evil things, but they were firm in their conviction that whatever God permitted, He will cause to work for their good. It is very easy for us modern Christians to accept the idea that God would never give us problems. However, we must not embrace such a false notion of what we think God should do or shouldn't do. God speaks for himself. I formed the light and created darkness. I make peace and created evil. I let the Lord do all these things. Isaiah 45, 7. The Hebrew word Ra, R-A, is translated here as evil. It is also translated as distress, misery, injury, calamity, adversity, disaster, as well as other words that are merely unpleasant. That's quite a list of things that God says He sometimes creates. We should not pretend, then, that these things are not of God. They are, so we must strive to understand His words since they were written for our benefit. It gives me great joy to know that God can take evil and compel it to work for our good. Folks who fail to understand this suffer real turmoil when they strive to reconcile how God could be all-powerful, yet permit so much misery to exist in our world. We can confront even severe problems and know that God will use them to perfect His will in us. God is at work within you, helping you want to obey Him and then helping you do what He wants. Philippians 2.13 If we believe then that God is at work within us, our happiness will keep growing regardless of our trials. let me read that again. Philippians 2.13, the Living Bible. God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him, and then helping you do what he wants. Wow, what a verse, huh? Our next reading is called Running with Joy. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That proverb may or may not be true, but one thing is sure For an apple to benefit us, we must eat it. Likewise, the joy of the Lord will never help us unless we do something to receive it in our hearts. If we feel unhappy, it may seem a little silly even to try to believe that happiness can replace our sorrow. Believing, after all, isn't as easy as eating an apple. Eating is something we understand, believing is not. We can, however, learn to believe. I'm learning to increase my believing through diligent practice. Practice, practice, of course, requires persistent and patient qualities that are evidence of the Holy Spirit work in us. Galatians 5.22. In Luke 11.9, Jesus urges us to be persistent. Keep on asking, and you will keep on getting. Keep on looking, and you will keep on finding. Jesus told his disciples to receive the Holy Spirit John 20, 22. Sometimes when we feel sad, I practice believing that Jesus was at the moment urging me to receive the Holy Spirit in fresh newness. And as I believe him, my joy increased. Sometimes while I'm walking, I practice taking steps of faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, We walk by faith, now by sight. So I practice believing that with each step, I'm receiving more of his glo- joy Quite often, by the time I finish my walk, I feel like running with joy. Find ways to administer fate and joy to your heart. In one way, doesn't help you try another. And another, if unhappiness had persistently ruled some part of your life, it may not give up easily, but it can be replaced with joy. Wow, what a concept, huh? To have unhappiness as a habit. Complaining as a habit. Feeling sad as a habit. And now, if we ask God that we want to learn to be happy, we'll be happy for that airplane going over our heads. I thank God for the airplane. I declare that I am a good pilot. I always wanted to jump off an airplane, and I did. I had 12,000 feet up. Lasted for five minutes. Wow. I can replay it in my imagination over and over again without pain again. I already have the experience. Huh. Can you imagine if I play a bad experience over and over again and the result is anger and frustration? But in this case, is I always have the memory of the the airplane full of jumpers there was about 15 of us and I noticed that these were experienced jumpers the experienced jumpers were gonna go before us and I'm glad they did some girl locked eyes on me and she just fell backwards and kept her eyes while I looked down the plane I can see her just falling down and she just locked eyes with me she was falling backwards it was just amazing and the other people before they they were They were high-fiving each other. They were going, giving each other thumbs up. Uh, They were saluting each other. And then I realized that they were keeping their believer up high. They were encouraging each other so that fear wouldn't penetrate the cabin. That fear will not penetrate the cabin. They kept insisting on being joyful and smiling and happy. And that's what we're doing here. We're insisting that we keep believing. We keep living life to the full, thanking God. A lot of people can't get that concept. If I tell you, I want you to thank God for everything in your life. You know what your subconscious mind will say? Well, I thank God I had a good reading today. You know, which even though it's good, you're avoiding the issue. Thank God that you you have uh, a foot shorter than the other one. Thank God that your eyes are, are, are getting dim. Whatever it is, if you thank God about it, there's, there's an acceptance door. And, and it's on the other side of the acceptance, there's a reward. There's faith, love, happiness, joy. I don't know, folks. I'm learning. Okay, our next story is I do know. I feel it, and I'm learning. The thing that I don't know is that we have to keep striving forward all the time. we've got to keep leaning forward on this thing as I'm reading to you I'm starting to see my 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 faith is starting to increase I'm starting to see my yard work and how easy it is for me to cut a piece of that tree and stuff it in the and put it away already in my mind my subconscious mind is saying. How easy it is to maintain this yard and this house with God and believing and faith. It'll go by so fast, and then I'll say, wow, what took me so long to get on and get on with it? So I'm building up the inspiration, folks. The more I read, the more fired up I get, folks. I hope you're doing the same, and I know you are. All right, building our ark. Here we go. We believe that Jesus performed miracles, but we may find it difficult to believe that we too can do things that seem impossible. How, for example, can we muster the faith to rejoice when our problems grow increasingly severe? We can because God gives us that, that ability. I had an operation to remove calcium spurs in my shoulder. The therapy for my recovery was excruciating, but during that time, Other agonizing problems developed until I had seven infirmities at the same time. My ability to rejoice was sadly depleted. You can be sure until a beautiful clear picture came to my mind. I saw the wonderful product of Noah's trust in God. God chose an ark as his means to save Noah and his family from the flood. See Genesis 6. Building such a huge vessel where there was no place to float it was a big stretch of Noah's faith. As he worked, each day must have seemed harder than the day before. There was no evidence that a flood would ever come. Yet for a hundred years, Noah obeyed God. He kept working and kept believing. Then when the rains came and the ark began to rise, I saw how the same water that brought destruction to so many others brought life to Noah and his family you and i face problems that could easily discourage us if we did not know how to rise above them jesus is our ark sent by god to lift us above our problems problems that could overwhelm us if we don't believe that god can make them work for us i keep learning more about the joys of placing my confidence in him Regardless of how difficult the situation might be, I experience new happiness as I picture myself rising above my problems. When we are frustrated by problems, we usually do not want God to tell us to trust Him. We want Him to do something. But just like Noah, God has has us here to learn to trust and believe Him. We can trust God even when there is no outward evidence that our faith is accomplishing anything. Sometimes the longer we have to trust Him, the more difficult it is to keep clinging to our faith. But none of us have to trust God for a 100 years, as Noah did. Just as the ark saved Noah and his family, Jesus will lift us up above our problems. That confidence gives me joy. Note, I always said that reading gives me confidence and joy strength believing power it kind of reinforces hope faith a lot of times i'm i have so many books i'm reading at the same time it gets a little confusing and so forth but when i read today's my day of relaxation Uh, i chose to read relax and you know it's paying off. God is our sculptor, our next reading. I sometimes wish I could write a book that could that would be repleted with elegant phrases and masterly crafted words. A silly desire, yes, I know it is, but within all of us is a secret desire to be something above and beyond what we are. God, our Creator, sees these desires and wants us to approach Him and say, Oh God, you made me exactly the way you wanted me to be. Then, as we accept ourselves just as we are, we can enjoy life even while being aware of our shortcomings. Other folks may criticize our weaknesses, and probably will, but we can smile to ourselves as we think. Just wait until you see what God's plans to do with me. A cold and lifeless lump of clay is unimpressive to look at, but its malleable nature makes it an easy substance to shape. A A lump of clay. A skilled sculptor, his fingers working deftly, can transform that lifeless lump into a thing of exquisite beauty that can endure for many years. You and I can be likened to a lump of clay that God, the master sculptor, wants to shape. Be assured, though, that when God shapes us, we will be infinitely more precious than anything devised by mere man, and that his work of art will endure not for years but for eternity, so don't despair at your inability to be like someone else, God fashioned you with meticulous care to be a totally unique creation, a happy and contented creation that unbelievers will see and want to emulate. Take a reality check. Does your life radiate the kind of joy that God, your sculptor, wants to instill in you? Our next reading is called Enjoying Boring Work. (laughs) Enjoying Boring Work. That's one of the, ah, never mind. a task that is boring to one person can be a good way of earning and living to another i work in steel mills foundries sawmills printing shops and a food packing plant where employees did the same work year after year during those years they had developed a camaraderie that enabled them to enjoy working together to earn their living however my thought was i want to be out of here What is boring to one person can be exactly what another person wants to do. The task is the same, but there is a difference within each person that causes him to react to that task in a different way. We can learn how to bring about a change in our attitude towards our work. How can we do that? We can believe that God is using our employment to instill the discipline and refinement that we need. God is responsible to everything we do and is especially interested in anything that will inspire a positive change in us. He could easily arrange a different assignment for us, but why should we or he design our employment to fit exactly what we think we need or, or exactly what we need? Rebellion over our chores in life is actually rebelling against God. Rebellion displeases God. But when we find joy in our work, home, church, and community activities, we please Him. As you can see them, our potential to find joy in our circumstances is unlimited. <clears throat> People who can find happiness in whatever they are doing usually have happiness in their hearts. Look then for ways to find happiness in everything you do, while others seek reasons to be unhappy in nearly everything they do. In our home, I took on the responsibility to do a certain job that needed to be done every day. It wasn't the sort of work I enjoyed, and I thought most men would feel the same way. I tried to not complain, but in my heart I was thinking, I sure wish I didn't have to do this one day I sensed the Holy Spirit asking me if I thought God wanted me to perform that task what could I say of course he must want me to do it so why wasn't I enjoying the opportunity to do what God wanted me to do I had to stop and ponder that question we may think it is asking too much of us to enjoy something we don't enjoy But now I understand that the task itself was not my problem. The problem was within me. Without intending to, I had made up my mind that I didn't enjoy my chore and had steadfastly stuck to that decision. But could I work at changing my attitude? I could, and I did. I started declaring my gladness that God had. God gave me the strength to do it, God's given me the materials to work with. God has given me a home to which to work and love. God has given me a chance to work for my loved ones. God has given me a spirit that could be guided by his spirit. On and on, I expanded my reasons for being glad. Within a few days, something wonderful happened within me. I was able to find joy in my unwanted task. My new success blessed me, and I was clearly aware that God has, was pleased, too. Now, I encourage you to think about the tasks that God has arranged in your life. Do you want to find joy in them? You can. At first, such a goal may seem too difficult to reach, but don't give up. God sometimes arranges boring work so we will have the opportunity <clears throat> to increase our spiritual strength. Enjoy your challenge. Amen. I'm going to stop right there and I got three challenges. One is to cut off a limb in the tree and chop it up into small pieces and put it in the trash can the big old trash can Two, wash and mop the patio every once a month. I clean it off and get the coffee stains out of the patio and wash it down and three is to spot clean the rug as i was reading this article i kept thinking about that rug i've been battling that rug for 10 years now i've been giving thanks to god for that rug thinking i'm going to win the lottery and we're going to put in a new rug so uh it has built a lot of character in me that rug but it it always seems to be Winning it is who would put a tan covered rug in their living room So I tried everything through the years putting down towels putting down plastic putting on covers and uh, Life happens Thank God for the rug just the way it is. Thank you for the patio and thank you for the tree so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start with my With my easiest task, it would be the patio, then the tree, and then the rug. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you anything that God will help me, and we will have fun. We pray and hope. Let's go ahead and pray out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We ask you, Lord, for determining us that, Lord, when we are lonely, we can be honest with you. When we're broke, we can be honest with you. When we're sad, we can be honest with you, and we can be thankful. Thank you, God, for the situation. Thank you, God. When we need to read and we don't understand that our happiness is in reading, we need to thank you, that Lord, that we don't read. Thank you, God. We need to carry a book around with us till we start reading it. That's the task. Reading, there's joy in reading, folks. There's everything in reading and moderation in jesus name amen be good to you may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you may the lord lift up his counts and give you peace and establish you in every which way may the joy of the lord keep you company all the day long in jesus name amen